This week on the show, Mercari and eBay add some new options, the United States Postal Service adds some new rates, and I add some new products to my mix. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode, number 184. It's hard to believe. (laughs) I look at that number and I'm like, my gosh, I've really done 180 some of these. Uh, Welcome to episode number 184 of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. My name is Ryan and I will be your host. I am a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber and podcaster working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area and this channel is all about the flip life. We've got just a little bit of reselling news, a couple of what solds. And I'll talk a little bit about adding a new product category to my mix in my uh, ever ongoing quest to diversify my income streams. So let's just get stuck in right away with some reselling news. News updates. You'll have to forgive me if I don't seem to be in great voice this week. I have been fighting the flu since about Monday. Uh, and it's pretty rough, pretty rough. I'm actually not feeling all that bad, but I can tell I still don't sound quite right. Still got a lot of, a lot of junk in the throat. So forgive me if I don't sound 110%. So, uh, let's get into this, uh, Mercari this week, uh, middle of the week. I was doing some listings. I think it was Wednesday. Uh, might have been Tuesday, and I noticed all of the sudden that, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this, that they have added to their categories books. For the longest time, books have been part of the category on Mercari of Other, and then you could specify books, and then you could drill down, or you could do it in vintage books. Now there is a complete category just for books. They have changed the format of some of the subcategories, There are still some things I think they're missing there um, in the main category. It's it's not perfect yet, but I think the fact that books is now a separate category will be a huge improvement for those of us who are trying to sell books on Mercari. It seems to be a little bit of a tough road to hoe over there. I I sell maybe 5 to 10 a week, uh, where over on eBay I'm selling... 50 to 80 a week. So I would love to see Mercari uh, really take off in the book category and be another great option for booksellers. And this hopefully is the first step on that journey. Wednesday afternoon, I'm listing away and sporadically throughout the afternoon, I noticed that as I was doing listings, some of them gave me the option to add now up to 24 photos instead of just the 12 that has normally been the case. eBay did announce some time ago that this was something that was going to be rolling out. I don't know if it has rolled out yet to all categories or to all sellers, but by Thursday, pretty much everything I went to list in the book category, be they new books or antique and collectible books, I was able to add up to 24 photos. I know when I talked about this initially, I said I didn't think I would use all 24 very often, and that is still the case, but I was really kind of surprised at how quickly I adapted to using 15 or 16. Just those few extra make a world of difference in being able to include some additional things. I'm still constantly amazed at the number of listings who have just one photo of a book that might have uh, the potential for at least a good 15 or 16 photos 
to really accurately show the condition. So I think in my case, it's one of the things that sets me apart from a lot of other booksellers is that I do take the time to do that kind of due diligence and show the full condition of the book. If there's writing or highlighting, if there's damage on a corner, if there's something that I think I would want to know as a buyer, I try to make sure that I show that and describe it in the product description on eBay. And I think that kind of stuff does make a difference. The last time I pulled up my listing quality report, I was in the top 250 sellers of books on eBay. So that's a win. And I think that does make a difference. So take advantage of those photos. Again, I'm not sure I'll probably do all 24 in many cases. That seems excessive to me uh, on a lot of books, but I did have several instances already where the full 24 did actually come in pretty handy. So be on the lookout for that. Like I said, I'm not sure if it's rolled out yet to all sellers and to all categories, but it is definitely something that is coming. The post office, uh, they had announced a couple of weeks ago some of the updated rates that will be coming after the first of the year. They announced the second batch of those. This is over on e-commerce bytes, and I will, of course, link to this in the show notes and the video description below. USPS priority mail commercial rates to rise 3.6% in 2023. Online sellers will pay more in January to ship packages under rates. The USPS submitted to the Postal Regulatory Commission on Thursday. This commission, of course, has to approve those rate increases. But as I've talked about every time we do one of these episodes where we talk about this, I am not aware of a time where they turned that rate request down. So this is probably going to go through. Uh, You need to be aware, this article points out, that some of the non-standard fees, which they introduced last year, are increasing. They were, some of them were like $15. Some of them are going all the way up to $25 for the oversized packages. So you definitely want to be on the lookout for that. These will go into effect in January. Priority mail service over-the-counter prices are going to increase approximately 5.5%. Priority mail express is going to go up 6.6%. And first-class package services are going to go up a whopping 7.8%. That is the -the over-the-counter rate. If you're using eBay shipping labels, Etsy shipping labels, Pirate Ship, ship station, any of those kind of things, you're in the commercial bracket and those fees will not be going up quite as much. They are still going to go up the roughly 3.6%. Uh, but if you're not taking advantage of those rates and you're paying over the counter, uh, you really need to look into finding some way to utilize the eBay labels or some other commercial rate to save yourself some money. Uh, the priority mail commercial rates, going up 3.6%, which is well below the rate of inflation, they noted. Uh, Those rates, like we talked about, are available to shippers who purchase shipping online. Commercial prices will, on average, reflect a 20.1% discount off of retail prices. So that is a substantial chunk of money that you could be saving if you're not using commercial rate labels. The new rates take effect on January 22nd of 2023. Uh, The previously submitted proposed market dominant rates will also take effect on that same date. We talked about those rate increases several episodes ago. So that's all coming. The other big things to be aware of, uh, like I talked about the oversized packages, they implemented this back in April. The length of greater than 22 inches has a $4 surcharge. Length greater than 30 inches had a $15 surcharge and a cube greater than two cubic feet was $15. That cube greater than two cubic feet is going to go to 25 bucks. So USPS may not be your best option. 
going forward after January 22nd for those big packages. Uh, Definitely be on the lookout for that. They also revealed a major change coming to first-class package services later in 2023. The Postal Service plans to enhance and expand the first-class package services product up to 70 pounds. But for January, it will remain only a lightweight offering. So that's interesting. You'll be able to ship heavier items using first-class, where right now that all has to go priority. So that might be an opportunity to potentially save a little money on down the road. They also pointed out there would be no price increase for parcel select ground, which is good. They have also improved the service standard from two to five to two to five days, rather from two to eight days. It is working pretty well. Again, pirate ship, if you're not using them, they offer some really competitive rates in both parcel select ground and priority cubic because they use cubic sizes rather than just the weight and the package size. So, Look into those options to save some money on your shipping. And as announced in September, uh, new for 2023, the priority mail regional rate boxes will be eliminated because of low usage and to avoid product redundancies. Also new, the zone prices for the existing local one and two zones will be differentiated. The local zone is going to be eliminated altogether and separate prices will be established for zone one and two. So zone one will essentially probably replace the local and zone two is probably going to see a bit of a price increase. Uh, As I mentioned at the beginning of that segment, the Postal Regulatory Commission is likely to rubber stamp the proposed rates given they fall under the competitive service category. If you have any questions on that, there will be a link in this article where you can go and look at the whole update. One other thing to note over at USPS, they are changing the customs form. So in March, online sellers will have to be more specific when filling out custom forms on packages they send to Europe. Non-compliance could result in fines and penalties as well as delivery delays. Effective March 1st, 2023, the new European Union regulations will go into effect requiring a harmonized system tariff code on custom forms CN22 and 23 and advanced electronic data for all EU-bound goods. This new regulation directly impacts sellers who ship to Europe using the Postal Service. So that's going to be coming uh, fairly soon. That kicks off again on March 1st. There is a handy little chart of some of the things that have to change. Uh, Unacceptable descriptions, for instance, clothes. You would now have to specify men's cotton shirts, lingerie, girls' leather vests. You have to be more specific. You can't just say clothing, battery. You have to describe what type of battery. Uh, You cannot say gifts anymore um they have you have to describe an actual item so if you ship overseas this is definitely something to be aware of this is something that you i assume would have to fill out in whatever ebay's new international shipping program is if you're over on etsy when you use their commercial overseas shipping service they already ask you to specify a tariff code and so on so these are changes that are going to be coming uh to a postal form near you next year Last thing in the news this week, we talked a little bit over the last few weeks about the different platforms reporting their quarterly earnings. Poshmark finally reported theirs. They beat their revenue expectation, but they continue to lose just gobs of money. They posted a $23.5 million loss. The third quarter offered a mixed bag as the social selling resale marketplace showed notable growth in revenue, but also losses with the latter amounting to $23.5 million. Wall Street, notably, barely cared. Remember, Poshmark is in the process of being purchased, so 
that share price is probably somewhat limited at this point by the offer that's been made by the uh, South Korean firm, I think it's Naver, who's going to be buying Poshmark in a cash transaction. I expect that probably will go through sometime next year. So that'll be really interesting. They grew. In a lot of the positive metrics that you would expect, they had an 11% increase in revenue over last year. Active buyers grew 13% to $8.2 million, while gross merchandise volume ticked up 7% to $475.6 million. They pointed out that its quarterly GMV has steadily increased year over year for the past 19 quarters. So they are experiencing good revenue growth, but the profitability is not following suit and that's something that i'm sure the new owners of the firm are going to start to apply some pressure on at some point because they they're not going to spend that kind of money i think it was 1.2 billion dollars if i remember correctly uh to purchase a company to lose uh, 25 million dollars a quarter (laughs) uh i'm not a mathematical genius but that math does not add up very well so uh that's going to put a wrap on the news let's take a look at uh, some stuff that I sold here at the Galaxy over the last week. So I mentioned in the intro that I was introducing a new product category to my mix. I've decided uh, to dabble a little bit and see what I can do with some print on demand. I'm always looking for a way to make a little bit of additional money and to do so as passively as possible and print on demand looks like a potential solution to that problem. And I like fooling around in Canva and making different designs anyway. So I started the middle of the week last week with making a few designs. I think I've got 30 some now up on my Etsy shop. I'm also selling a few of them over on eBay. And on day five, I actually had my first print on demand sale. Pretty stoked about that. I sold this mug. You can see it if you're watching on YouTube. I still play with trains. A coffee mug with a steam engine on it. Sold for $11.99 plus $4.99 shipping. I'm doing my print-on-demand through Printify. Net-net at the end after you take out all the fees and the printing costs and the shipping. A sale like this is going to make about $2.40, give or take. So roughly 20% margin when all is said and done, which is... Not great, but the other side of it is once the design is up and posted, it's essentially passive income. I don't have to do anything else. The listing just stays active. Printify subs out the work to a printer. They print the mug and ship it. I don't have to do anything but collect the money and pay for the printing. So we'll see how that goes. If I could do, you know, get to a point where that was making me a few extra hundred dollars a week, that would be pretty fantastic. So I will definitely keep you posted on how that little venture goes, but I was pretty stoked to, after just four days, five days, have made a sale there. Now on to the traditional reselling stuff. This first item is a book sold over on eBay. This was from the big purchase lot of the 15,000 books that I own for less than a nickel. This was Shooting Straight by Robert Stack and Mark Evans. It was a first printing illustrated hardcover with its dust jacket from 1980. It was an ex-library edition. Uh, It had like the Mylar cover over the dust jacket. It did have a little bit of wear, but overall was in pretty good shape. I had it listed for $24.99 plus shipping, and I received an offer of $20, which I went ahead and accepted. There are not a lot of these out there, so if you happen to find a copy of this, uh, Robert Stack's uh, Straight Shooting be sure you pick it up. 
a CD. This is from the, uh, also a giant purchase of CDs. I own this thing for about three and a half cents. Rosetta Stone, Chemical Emissions. This was a new CD on Cleopatra Records from way back in 1998. Not many of these out there at all. I had it listed originally for $39.99 or best offer. I'm running it right now at 35% off as part of a sale. It was $25.99. It got a watcher. I sent out a 15% off offer, and that person bought it for $20.39 with free shipping. Uh, $39.99 certainly would have been a lot more fun, but when it's a three and a half cent or less cost of goods sold, $20.39 really doesn't sound all that bad. <laughs> uh, another book from that lot of paperback. Um, these are ones also to kind of be on the lookout for. Uh, an ace double. They did a, a lot of mystery doubles and a lot of science fiction doubles, and they all seem to be reasonably decent gets. So be on the lookout for those ace doubles. This one was uh, by Charlotte Armstrong, uh, The Better to Eat You and Mischief, an ace double. Uh, G521 was Ace's catalog number for this particular book. Pretty Pretty neat item. Again, it's a less than a nickel cost of goods sold. I had it listed for $23.99 plus shipping. Another one that got a watcher and a 15% off offer and sold for $20.39. Big old book from 1921, Health Knowledge Volume 1. This was an illustrated hardcover from uh, J.J. Korish. Uh, It was billed as 34 health and medical departments. It had a lot of really neat illustrations of kind of the human body and anatomy and the the vein system and all kinds of stuff. It was a really, really interesting book. Massive. This barely fit in a 14 by 10 by 4 box. It weighed about uh, 8 pounds, 7 pounds, something like that. So a really big book. This was also from the big lot. So another one that was less than a nickel. Had it listed for $24.99 plus shipping. It also had a watcher. Got a 15% off offer and sold for $21.24. Uh, another book, this was from an estate sale uh, from what I believe was a college professor's home. This was Studies in Greek Culture and Roman Policy from 1990. Uh, it was published in Cincinnati by the University of Cincinnati. Eric S. Gruen is the author. Uh, it's another one that is fairly scarce. I had it listed at $39.99 or best offer. It was in my 35% sale at $25.99, another one that got a watcher, and I sent another 15% off offer, which is just kind of my standard. Sold for $22.09. My cost of goods sold on this is a buck. Interesting book, The Stieg Album, uh, Seven Complete Books by William Stieg. This was from 1953. It was an illustrated hardcover. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's not in the best of condition. The dust jacket is missing entirely. At the bottom of the spine, there's some fairly significant damage, nothing that caused the book to not stay together, uh, but definitely noticeable damage. So I had this listed kind of at the low end of what was out there at $24.99 plus shipping. Uh, It's from the big lot of less than a nickel cost of goods sold, and it sold for full price. So the Stieg album, seven complete books. I picked up a couple of years ago, uh, from an estate, a ton of Lionel and vintage, like O and S gauge magazines and newsletters for about a nickel a piece from, again, from this estate. There were hundreds of them. I sold a couple of sets from the 1960s train collectors quarterly magazine. So this was a four times a year, uh, publication, 
1964 and 1966, so eight magazines total. My cost of goods sold at a nickel. That means this was 40 cents. These sold for $25.98 with free shipping. Another book from the big lot, The Night of the Hunter by Davis Grubb. This was a 1953 first edition hardcover with its dust jacket from Harper and Brothers. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this dust jacket is particularly rough. Uh, a lot of damage at the top and at the bottom. It was probably torn along the spine, maybe a quarter of the way up. Uh, but again, the dust jacket was still there, and it wasn't literally completely falling apart, so I left it on the book. Be on the lookout for this one, $32.99 plus customer paid shipping. Got a watcher, got a 15% off offer, and sold for $28.04. A DVD. I picked these up. I picked a whole bunch of these art DVDs up at a Goodwill. I think I've got a video on it from, it's probably been two springs ago now. Uh, but they were all like 50 cents and a dollar. This was Grace, the Art of Danny Hallboom. was a new DVD from Earth Video Works from 2006. New and sealed. I picked these up, like I said, for 50 cents and a buck a piece. I had it listed for $50.00. You know, aim high, right? <laughs> uh, reach for the stars, Ryan. I had it listed for forty nine ninety nine or best offer. It was in my thirty five percent off offer, uh, and went for thirty two dollars and forty nine cents with free shipping. For sale on Etsy, this was another week where I did have a sale on all four platforms. So, like I said, kind of at the start of this segment, diversifying my platforms has been good for me, even though some of them only do maybe one or two transactions a week. I'm looking at you, Bonanza. <laughs> uh, I did have two sales there this week, amounted to about $25. So, you know, it is what it is. This was over on Etsy, The Life of Christ by Canon Farrar. This was a, uh, a called a new edition of a book. So it was something previously published. This particular version was a hardcover published in 1924, went for $39.99 plus Customer paid shipping was in for a book that's coming up on 100 years old. It was actually in really good condition. Very little shelfware, very little tanning, yellowing of the pages was really in great shape. So this is also from that big lot. So again, cost of goods sold was less than a nickel. And the last one for this week is another book also from that lot and also the same price, $39.99 plus customer paid shipping. Marlene Dietrich's ABC book. This was a book club edition uh, from 1962, Doubleday and Company hardcover with its dust jacket. It was a, 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 essentially her doing riffs on letters of the alphabet and naming things and whatnot. It was a really weird looking thing, but not a lot of them out there. This one was in reasonably good condition, a little bit of damage at the top of the dust jacket, sold for $39.99, again, plus customer paid shipping on cost of goods sold of a nickel. So not too hateful, nothing particularly spectacular this week, no $100 sales. I had a couple of big things that got some watchers that I sent some offers out on, but no takers. I have one particular item that I get a ton of watchers on, but it falls into that oversized box category. And I think a lot of people get scared away by the shipping. I think a lot of people want the item. Hopefully I sell it one of these days and I can actually show it to you. <laughs> uh, but shipping costs can be an issue, but it's one of those items that you, I could not afford to do free shipping on because the shipping, I did have someone that actually bought it once and then they declined to pay for it because the shipping was going to be 68 bucks. So you'll have that. But again, nothing huge sold last week, but it was a fairly good week overall. Just a lot, a lot of bread and butter items out of the galaxy this week. 
So hopefully this found you well and uh, having a pretty good week. If you got anything useful out of this, uh, or if you're just feeling sorry for me because I feel like dog doo-doo, uh, do me a favor and like this video. Give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not currently a follower of the podcast or a subscriber to the YouTube channel, consider doing that as well. I would love to have you aboard. With that, uh, my voice has done about as much as I think it's got in it, so we're going to close it. And now, it's time to rest. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.